magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst. And I'm Natasha Levenger. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Yes, it is. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome. If it's your first time listening. This Welcome. is our second time recording this exact episode. Yeah, and that is why I'm really looking right now at our at my screen to make sure it's not paused. Yeah. It's so been, yeah. Is it paused? No, it's not. No, it's going. It's Great. working. It it is. It appears to be working. Great. So yeah, yesterday, guys, that was pretty traumatic <laughs> for me and probably for Natasha because no. we recorded over an hour of yeah. this podcast. We were almost then, done. <laughs> we were at the, in the in the at the very 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 end. Yep, and then I realized that I was not recording, so it was it was pretty rough. Aw, I felt bad for you because you were <laughs> if it, if it were reversed, I feel like we'd be the same way. Natasha, like I would have yeah. felt so bad, and you wouldn't have cared. Natasha was so understanding Aww. about it. She just yeah. Well, as someone who maybe it is because I'm so airy and. I don't really do as many airy things. Not that that was so airy. I mean, that's a very, that could happen to anybody, but I'm just saying stuff like that. I feel like easily that could have been me any day of the week. So, well, yeah. thanks again. For okay. Understanding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe we will, we'll start that in our recap, which is we let, we check in every week. We pick cards at the end of the show from the week before and then check in about if it's come to fruition or how our week was and um our, uh, what were our cards again they were gratitude our cards, basically yeah we don't remember exactly what oh, they were yeah. but we do remember the energy of them and they were um i drew one about abundance and gratitude appreciating and allowing the universe to bless you with all of the many wonderful things that are naturally coming to you. It's like very auspicious. Mm -hmm. And yours was about being, being in comfortable void. in the in-between space. Yes. Yeah, yes. like not n needing to know yet, be allowing yourself to kind of like not know who you are or who you're becoming. Yes, letting go of maybe the identity you were identifying with and being in that in-between, which – um yeah, uh, before, yeah, there's been a lot of, and you said June was an adaptable, the theme was Well, adaptable. yeah, after we did that reading last week, I saw on the Power Path um, that the um, Mystic Mama posted, it's an astrology oh. site that I like, She, mm -hmm. they were talking about how adaptability is the theme for June, to kind of like be present with being in between as you're evolving. Yeah. And I was telling Tess before we started that like it feels a little like Mercury in retrograde because things are like not really in the flow, but it doesn't also feel against the flow. It kind of feels like maybe this is just where the flow is right now, which is like not being, which is things changing up and just being able to kind of go with that. Like an opportunity to surrender to the flow. I could yes. feel that yesterday where I was like beating myself up no. about not recording and then feeling the freedom of not beating myself mm -hmm. up. Like, and that's, that's kind of like with the adaptability, that's where I've been too with the body image because mm -hmm. I did this last week, I did a session with Natasha and mm -hmm. she did an energy reading for me and really helped me to, um, to move out of my, um, to, to see family patterns and mm -hmm. to disassociate from the family contract about mm -hmm. food and body image. That's the main thing that I've been working on lately. So being in that in-between space with that too, that I can yeah. feel like the old story and I can also feel the freedom of the new story mm -hmm. at the same time. Like it's really an in-between. Wow. That's really yeah. awesome to be able – because to connect to the new story because a lot of times when you're – in the in-between, you can't quite even feel the new story yet or even where it's going. It's just kind of like, okay, like free-falling almost, just like show me anything, <laughs> you yeah, know, and I, you're not even aware of where you're quite headed yet. Yeah, there is the there is the feeling of the, the fear. It does feel like an unmoored kind of feeling, but mm -hmm. I can also sense the freedom of it. 
at the same time. Yeah. And I think you also mentioned something about body. What is that? This is this year a body centered year? Oh, yeah. So this year is the earth pig. So the year of the pig is a really earthy. Well, the pig is always an earthy um, sign in the Chinese calendar, mm-hmm. but then it's actually the year of the earth pig. So it's okay. really about like, it, it makes sense that we're going through our food thing this year, our food and body image. It's a sensual mm-hmm. sign. It's a sign of enjoying, mm-hmm. you know, delicious food. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're hearing noises in the background. Um, <laughs> well, something I realized today is I am really connecting to my body Outside of, you know, the fuck a diet that we have discussed in previous episodes, listen back if you're not familiar. <laughs> um, um, but I'm realizing I actually want to move my body more. Like I'm not usually drawn. I like exercise, but it's kind of like, I like it for how it makes me feel emotionally, mm-hmm. but I don't get into like feeling my body if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. but now I'm really being drawn to like yoga and really like connecting to my body consciously Ooh, yeah that's totally a pig year thing oh interesting and I also Mm -hmm. took a um heart my daughter and I took a um not trapeze class but a contortion class whoa yeah. Well, it was mostly like a lot of stretching and then you're yeah. like working towards contorting your body. But especially as I get older, I'm like, because a lot of times like really old people have a hard time even bending over, you know, uh-huh. to pick something up. So I'm looking ahead. <laughs> I want to avoid that. So I really want to like get bendy. That's like a goal of mine, which I think is, yeah, I'm excited. Are you about. naturally flexible? No, not at all. Oh. Well, although I am double jointed, so there's certain parts of me that are very flexible for no yeah. good reason. And then, well, for that reason, I should say, I'm not from trying to be flexible. And then the other parts are not at all. Are you worried about the recording? Yeah, again? I keep worrying. Oh, I keep no. checking and it appears to be recording. <laughs> so fine. I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> this is a real inside the and behind the what's that vh1 special uh behind the music yeah behind the music behind the podcast yeah well it had to you know we're learning as we go that's so. right it's all good people you know they don't want perfection from us <laughs> write in if you want perfection <laughs> at magic monday podcast <laughs> at Gmail. um yeah so what was i saying oh I was going to say something else about the body and stretching. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember the first yoga class I went to when I was, like, in my early 20s. And I just, like, could barely – just sitting down and leaning over, I could barely, like, get past my knees. And I remember the teacher going, oh, poor legs. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's – it It goes with the theme of adaptability. It's like being – you know, that yeah. it's the opposite of being rigid. That's true. Flexible and, in the body. And everything's connected. So your body's flexible. Your mind is flexible. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to in the original podcast. I sang that little song that Mr. Rogers oh, sang that yeah. nobody knows about how everything grows together because you're all one piece. So everything's connected. Will you sing connected. it again? Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It was really wonderful. I'm sorry you guys missed it. I, I didn't commit last time, so now I'm really not committed. <laughs> Should look it up, though. Great song. Great song for kids and humans. Um. All right. Was that a good check-in? Are we um, – Yeah. Do you feel checked in? I feel checked in. Do you? Right. Yes, I do. Okay. Let's just so- hope this coming week – Listen, maybe life is going to just keep throwing us curveballs and we just have to keep ducking and catching. Yeah, breathing through it. (laughs) Yeah. I like hashtag ducking and catching. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little loopy. or Maybe I'm just a little loopy this episode. Okay, let's – we got some questions, right? Oh, yeah. We have some questions. We love questions. And if you would like to send us questions – you can do it at magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or so, your, your website too. Oh, yeah. Or through the contact form at tesswhitehurst.com. I do want to say one thing, which is um, we are totally open to questions about like 
anything really related to the show. We won't answer questions about like personally the future, like seeing into the future kind of things. Like yeah, how, because we, we, yeah. we want it to be relevant to all the listeners. Right. And also seeing into the future isn't really what we do. No, we, we, we do, do tune into energy. That's right. That's right. Present moment energy that, of course, affects the future, mm-hmm. but not, you know, we don't. Right. It's more that because, yeah, all questions probably will relate. But if you want, like, personal things, that's this isn't the form as far as, like, will you win the lottery, for instance. That's not right. the type of work we do. But we can, you know, say that in the week ahead, this is a card that is going to be relevant. And right. This is what will right. help and support us. Mm-hmm. So tuning into that, when we tune into the divine flow in that way, yeah. the, those kind of universal messages are the things that come through. Right. Okay. So what is our first question? Okay. So should I read the one that I have? Because I know you have one and I have one. Yeah. Do you and still have, have one on your phone? One. I'll okay. get it. You go ahead. Yep. Okay. So this one is from Sarah. Hi, Tess and Natasha. My question is related to one you answered recently for another listener. Here goes. Can you use both the Western and the Eastern systems of elements together, or should you pick one and stick with it? Here's why I ask. My astrological chart shows absolutely no planets, asteroids, or anything else in the Earth element. Yet when I read about the five elements of feng shui and how they are expressed within a person, I find that Earth describes me down to almost the very last detail. I am perplexed. I would like to know how you reconcile two systems that have a lot of overlap and yet are so very different. Thank you, Sarah. So is this like basically an astrology question, would you say? Yeah, okay. I'm definitely, I am an astrology novice, so you can answer this better. Okay, so the um, I like to work with both and the five elements are parallel. Both both what? That both the Eastern and Western um, astrological systems and elements. So the, there's elements that are associated with astrology in the West and the East, and also with magic and with um, metaphysical systems like feng shui and acupuncture. So they, use they show astrology. Up, um, they use the five elements. Oh, oh, five elements. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So both are there. There are many parallels, which I write about that, and also in the. Um, in the Vedic system of medicine, they also have five elements, Vedic medicine, Vedic astrology, Astrology. Mm -hmm. and they're not identical, but they're definitely parallel. Mm -hmm. So, so that, I think that's really a um, interesting thing to look at that ancient people, all so many ancient people in so many different continents and cultures had five elements that were very parallel. And it's like a way of looking at the invisible world. Like we were talking about yesterday when mm-hmm. we recorded this yeah. making this is one of the things about magic is making the invisible visible mm-hmm. m- having a language for it so that mm-hmm. you can communicate about it recognize how it's working in your personality in your home in your food mm-hmm. in every the things around you and then being able to consciously shift those working with the elements now wait so, a minute how is it what's invisible in the food like the energy of the food um well, that might be it, – it's like the dynamics. So in mm-hmm. feng shui, for example, the five elements show up in visible ways um, and in food, invisible ways and through taste and appearance. Uh, uh-huh. But then when you understand the dynamics of the elements themselves and how they interact with each other, that's an invisible aspect of something that's visible. So it's both. You know, there's – like with astrology, with – Western astrology, we're looking at the planets, which mm-hmm. are visible, but then the invisible forces um, that guide y- them yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Western astrology is the planets. Eastern astrology is actually cycles of the earth. Mm. So they weren't, it, it's not like one or the other. They And they don't contradict each other. They're just mm. different ways of interpreting invisible energy. Mm. I like it. Yeah. So I work with both. And so for you specifically with your question, there's a couple of things. Not me, you, the woman that wrote uh, yeah, in. Yeah, with Sarah. Yeah, with Sarah's <laughs> question specifically. What if I um, started writing in? <laughs> <laughs> with your question. Yeah. 
question. Yes. Natasha. <laughs> like, this sounds, a lot, this sounds familiar, but okay. <laughs> you can definitely send me your <laughs> <Right> questions. <in. laughs> yeah, go on. Um, but so with your question specifically, there's, um, and with anyone who is like feeling, if you feel like you don't match your elements in your chart, you don't understand how that translates. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things. One is that sometimes, often, like with every sign, with every aspect in every sign, there's a um, there's an a, an expressed form of the sign, mm-hmm. and there's like an inverted or latent form of the sign. So, oh, right. mm-hmm. so an example would be like, I'm a Virgo, and many Virgos will say, oh, Virgos are supposed to be so organized and clean, and I am just a total slob, which I used to be when I was younger. You did. I did, yeah. yeah. And a lot of Virgos are either or. And so mm-hmm. with Virgos, perfection is such an important mm-hmm. thing to Virgos, that mm-hmm. so that many of them, if they can't be perfectly neat mm-hmm. and perfectly organized – they'll be like perfectly sloppy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's just one example. Like Mm -hmm. it could be so many that there's a, there's an expressed form. Like with Leos, sometimes you'll meet Leos who are very shy. I know a lot of very shy Leos. Yes. And, and I, I believe that that's, it's, there's the inversion that Mm -hmm. they, that their heart of hearts would love to be seen Mm -hmm. and known and recognized and on stage and that Mm -hmm. there's so much desire for that, that it's like, it's inverted, it's Mm -hmm. it's unexpressed. Right. Or maybe they're, yeah, yeah, they're suppressing it maybe because it feels like too much or they were told that or whatever reason. Yeah, it's just, or it's just like they haven't evolved into expressing it yet mm-hmm. in this lifetime yet. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing to look at is like to get curious about like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe there are some fiery aspects of me or some mm-hmm. – um, if your moon is a fire sign, like what – how am I not expressing that? Maybe I am a little bit more passionate and mm-hmm. outgoing than also, I think. Also, I think a good thing to do is look at like do I feel repelled by that? You know what I mean? Like if, if, especially if you're feeling like, like I could never do that, that's definitely a sign that you're repressing it as opposed to just like, eh, no, I'm not really like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And the, there's a, I mean, I, I, there's so many things like this. Like I remember when I first started doing feng shui professionally, feeling like I couldn't even write my own website. I couldn't even write mm. like a brochure. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, that's one thing I can't do. I can't write. And uh. now I've written books. It was like that was actually I, what I really wanted to do and oh, I wanted wow. to do it so much that I criticized it and I didn't allow oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe that's something else to look at if you're really criticizing something. There's a jewel in there. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then there's also, I actually communicated with Sarah a little more and learned that she's a metal sign. And even though she didn't tell me this, I I deduced that she's a metal pig in the uh, Chinese zodiac. Mm -hmm. So the pig, as we mentioned, is already really earthy, whether or not you're born in an earth year. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like if you're born in a tiger year, it may not be a fire tiger year, but you'll still be fiery because it's a tiger. Mm -hmm. So that's one place where earth is showing up for you. What's a rooster? Technically. Sorry. It's going to be kind of fiery. Rooster? Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Okay, go on. (laughs) (laughs) And then – and then metal, so in the East, Eastern um, five element system, each element supports a certain element and each element detracts from each uh, a certain element. It's a dynamic elemental system. So mm-hmm. metal actually, um, earth supports metal. Earth makes metal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the supportive nourishing element for the sign that Sarah is. Mm-hmm. So there's that too, even though it doesn't technically show up as earth, it's still there in the dynamic elemental mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you're talking, I am just thinking like, I wonder about Sarah and what you said before about like, um, Oh, you know, sorry, I'm just thinking, but I'm just, you know how there's like the South Node and the North Node and the North Node is what you're working on and the South Node is what you came from. So I wonder, maybe she isn't a South Node Virgo, but like maybe she did have a lot of past lives where she was um, very earthy. Mm-hmm. And this life, she's working on developing those other qualities and that's why she came in with it. 
Yeah. So that is another thing you could look at too, is the North Node and South Node astrology. Mm -hmm. There's a book called Astrology for the Soul by Jan Spiller. Mm -hmm. Is that, have you read that, Natasha? I don't know if that's, I think so. And actually, it's funny you bring that up because I have completely denied (laughs) to talk about, like, supposedly my North Node is in Pisces, which is what I should be working on, but I am basically everything they describe in that. So, oh, like something that you're moving toward. Yes, that I'm. Oh, moving so you've expressed it completely. Like, like that's yeah, that's what great. I, I actually did learn that my North Node was in Libra, uh-huh. and so that means partnership and collaboration is a huge deal for me. And when I learned it, I was like totally not on that oh, track. Interesting. And now I'm doing really, really well with collaboration. Well, I feel like everything they said about that. Yes, I will agree. You're a great collaborator. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and um. But I feel like I've always just naturally been everything they describe in that. And the south node is in Virgo, and that is what I feel like is my challenge. And supposedly that's supposed to be the thing that I've got down, like that I came from that past life and that's what I, you know, what I am basically, like what I'm used to and comfortable with. And it really is flipped for me. Interesting. Well, you do also have like Pisces in your top three yeah, I'm a Pisces uh, rising. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I feel like maybe we should explain the North Node, South Node a little bit. So this okay. is a different aspect of astrology. It's yeah. where you look at, um, as we've kind of alluded to, what your soul is wanting to learn in this lifetime, like how your soul is wanting to evolve, mm-hmm. your soul path. That's why it's called Astrology for the Soul, this book. It's really interesting. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, so that's just another – yeah, and Another then the south node is the thing that you came from that you really are. You've got it down. You you know, and that and well, they're and they're at opposite. They're sides at of opposite the... signs. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I really am. To me, Virgo. It's funny that we are in partnership for this because you're Virgo and I'm Pisces rising, yeah. Aquarius and Sun. But like, yeah, I feel like all of that is like what I'm working towards: not being critical of myself and. All, and I am doing, I am really working towards that and I think doing a good job of it. But yeah, the, when I read the Pisces, I was like, well, this is what I already am. I don't find any mm. of this to be a challenge. But in relation to what she's saying, she said she didn't have any earth in her sign. So she, it's probably not, um, from her past life, but I still get the kind of hit that maybe she was. I'm not in a reading space, but sometimes it pops in anyway, that she did have a lot of lifetimes as an earthy person. And so this is a, you know, I mean, it's not her question, but I'm just going to say that anyway. Yeah. That there, well, I think it challenge. goes, it shows that there's a lot of different aspects. There's a lot yes. of things that go into our personality yes. and they're just tools for kind of learning more about ourselves. Exactly. And if it doesn't resonate... Get rid of it. That's also yeah. what I tell people in my readings. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell you what I see. But if your own information is telling you something else, then please go with that. Don't – you can discard what I'm saying. Yeah, and then <laughs> maybe years from now you'll be like, oh, that north node, south node thing makes mm-hmm. sense to me now. And Yeah, that could may be. or may not happen. Right. Oh, and then the next – we did have another question about shadow work. Someone just asked, like, what is shadow work? And neither one of mm-hmm. us could Rita. remember if we – Rita asked. Thank you, Rita. Mm-hmm. Um, if – we couldn't remember if we went over it, but it's similar to what you were saying before about unrepressed um, unrepressed things in our space. One – you just talked about that, right? Yeah, like unexplored aspects of your personality that you might not – want to look at mm-hmm. for real this is what shadow shadow work is consciously shining light into the darker aspects and that what yes. we mean by darker into the shadows into yes. the things that you haven't been feeling comfortable with about your yourself yes could be your, your personality body. could be yeah. yeah but it's every anything you're maybe ashamed of or you don't like or anything that you're not comfortable with and you kind of put it in the shadows so shadow work is work and Carl Jung I believe developed this and he worked a lot with dreams because a lot of times our shadow self comes up in dreams, thing, the unconscious, mm-hmm. the subconscious, I guess. The things we don't want to look at in our waking life. Yes, appear in the dreams. And that's a good, great way to work, do shadow work is to do dream work. 
um, which I really want to get into more. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's what it is, bringing it to the light. You can do it in so many ways, but um, exploring whatever it is that you aren't enjoying about yourself. Or that you want yeah. to reject maybe something like, oh, this reminds me I'm my mother or something and I don't want to be like my mother. So you reject that side of yourself while instead bringing it up and embracing it and looking at it. Yeah. And it can also be things that you just haven't been conscious of. So like mm. when we did that reading, when Natasha did the energy reading for me, she helped me see some things about my relationship with my dad that I wasn't even aware of Mm. because it's just been in my field for so long. It's just like my whole life been this way. And so I didn't really think, oh yeah, that's something important for me to look at. And then bringing it into anything like that, that you take from being in your shadow, Mm -hmm. the shadows of your consciousness and you bring them into the light. It always empowers you. Yes, it it really does. You know, that reminds me, there's this book called No Enemies Within um, that I never finished, (laughs) but I keep wanting to get back to, but it's about that really embracing the quote unquote enemies within. And um, that is a big thing. What you just said is I see that a lot is you just kind of have this, I don't know, it, when, when our parents interact with us, there are things in our space a lot of time that we just are used, so used to that it, it's, we don't even know we have to examine it. It's yeah. Just we there. don't even, like, maybe we just assume, oh, that's how everybody feels right. about their dad. Yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what shadow work is. Um, did you want to say anything else about that? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, great. So then our last question is from Danielle and she says, on the most recent episode of Magic Monday, Tess made a comment about not wanting to use tarot cards to do the reading for the listeners. I'm not sure if I understand the difference between tarot and oracle cards. Could you explain? Also, why didn't Tess want to use tarot? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Danielle. And what yeah. do you have to say to that? Controversial. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Why well, does Tess okay. hate tarot? No. So, no, I love tarot. I know, but I know. So, it, tarot has 78 cards, and they're always in a certain order. There's 22 major arcana, the, uh, the remainder are the minor arcana, and they always appear in a certain order. So, like, zero is the fool, number one is the magician, number two is the high priestess. In every deck, there's they might have variations, but it's the same structure. And and so that's tarot. And then oracle cards, there's usually like 44. Sometimes there's more. I didn't um, even realize there fewer. was a set number of oracle cards. I always thought uh, every – No, there's be... not. Sometimes there's oh, 40. Okay. Sometimes there's 44. Sometimes there's 64. Oh, okay. There's no set really. Okay, yeah. There's often 44 though. Oh, I never knew um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oracle and, um, cards can be different. They're like basically any subject you can think of. There could be an oracle card about ge- like um, geometric. What, why did that just loot? Sacred geometry. Thank you. Sacred geometry. We have an, I'm going to read from an animal spirit deck today. Yeah. Every different kind. And it just, there's a book that explains, um, the meaning behind the card and yeah. And there's no set uh, structure. So it's going to be, it might have its own structure, each individual deck, but it's not like tarot. It's not like prescribed structure. Right. So when I read tarot, I usually do a seven card spread and that the way that I work with tarot, it's looking at a story. So I'll lay out seven cards and then I'll look at how I'll just start intuitively kind of seeing what story is showing up here and what is the theme and letting that trigger my intuition. Mm. So for doing a one card reading for a whole group of people, it doesn't feel like one tarot card would really do it. Mm -hmm. It's just just the way I work with tarot. Some people can totally do that, but just my personal It's hard for you to like tap into the whole story just on one card. You like to have the whole like a whole story unfolding. Yeah, and it's more personal for me. Like it mm. makes sense to do this with one person mm-hmm. or a couple or something. But to do it for a whole group of people, it just it just at this stage, it's not resonating with me. Right, yeah. I find – I mean, I have so many friends who do tarot. I um, get 
tarot. I do trades with tarot readings with my friend Cassie, who's amazing. We should plug her at Heart Song Tarot. Um, and she's like, she's like, I wish I could connect to the tarot the way she does because it's like really intuitive. It really is like she'll take the card and then know based on like she can like, I don't know, know what's going on or tap into what more insight based on a card. Whereas me, I, I can do that in readings. I have to tap into my higher self through readings. If I look at a card, I get too literal. Like, Oh God, everything's going to fall. I picked the tower. (laughs) Everything's falling apart. I can't like, let's say you could pick a tower. I mean, I guess maybe not a lot of people feel like if you pick the tower, that means a lot's happening. But sometimes I feel like she might not necessarily the tower card, but she'll pick a card I feel is meaning something bad. And really it's like, oh no, you know, it's really more subtle than that. Yeah. And that's another reason actually why I don't want to do a one card reading with a tarot deck is because they can come across as really negative when that isn't – they're just an aspect of the human story. I mean the shadow work goes along with this. It's all – the tarot shows every aspect of life. Yeah. Every single like turning point, every story we might tell at any stage of our lives and that's – and it's archetypes. It's like really powerful archetypes. Yeah. And it never needs to be a like, negative, scary yeah. thing ever. Or life but, and death. Like, oh my God, I picked the three of swords with the one with the swords breaking, like stabbing the heart. It's right. Like, it is, never... is my husband going to leave me? <laughs> you know, it yeah. doesn't have to mean that. It can just mean like, oh, I'm having a hard time being nice to myself today. Right. You know? Exactly. And you can always look at it like there's positive growth potential, but yes. it can be scary to people when yeah. they're not familiar with that. If you're like, oh, I drew the death card. It's like that yeah, can scare funny. people. It's funny. The death <laughs> card is the one card that doesn't scare me. <laughs> well, first of all, I love death, but also, I mean, you know, I don't want the people I love to die anytime soon. So let's just make that clear. But, you know, it really, I can really feel that it doesn't actually have to mean physical death. It can mean just like change. It's a it's a really liberating and inspiring concept, death in general. Yes. And yeah, it can mean like really deep change. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, I think I still do. It's hard for me because I am able to have real conversations with source and my guides and people who have passed. Like it feels much more clear to me than trying to interpret a card but that's just me and I'm again I'm not a visual person so I think that's why for me tarot can feel more scary but I love getting readings from people who know what they're doing with it (laughs) yeah it's sometimes some people their intuition matches it and it helps them and other people like Natasha you feel more of a direct connection to working with the invisible yes exactly I just hear it clear so that is that. Did we answer all the questionies? Yes. Okay. So that means it's time for the energy report. <laughs> so <laughs> the energy report is when um, I give a re- kind of a recap of what I've noticed in my readings this week um, of uh, I usually, I mean, I would say nine times out of 10 noticed a trend in things people are working on in the week. Um, and this week was really dads, dads, dads. Um, not grads. Me. Not dads and grads, just dads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> including you. Yes, that's right. And, and it's funny because even since we recorded this, I had another reading and oh. again, it was about, about dads. Those yeah, dads wow. are just popping up. And when we talked earlier, you were saying that this is a, I mean, I, you mentioned fathers, that it's Father's Day's coming up and yeah. you said it this fo- week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew that part, but <laughs> yeah, that's so, only Father's Day. <laughs> insider info. You'll only Hot hear take. it on Magic Monday. Father's Day is coming up. <laughs> My gosh, all those people not listening. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Father's Day is Sunday, and then Monday is the full oak moon. And so you were saying – and the oak moon is masculine because why? Well, the oak tree is really aligned with the divine masculine, mm-hmm. and it's the Celtic um, 
Oak month. Okay. And then um, and it's the moon that's closest to summer solstice, mm-hmm. which is when the sun is at full power, which of course is also in many traditions aligned with the divine masculine. So now I gotta say this remind this brings makes me think of what we were just talking about with um the tarot because for instance whenever every single time I do a reading I separate our energies afterwards because every reading well, first of all, because I don't want you to have any, not just you, anyone that I read for to take my energy with them. And I don't want to take their energy with me. I like it to be real clean. But also, there's always a match. There's always a match. So that's part of why I always get a healing after each healing, which is nice. But um I, so I've had to do a lot of healing on my dad, my relationship with my dad this week. Oh, um, yeah. Because I've got lots, gotten lots of opportunity for that and um it's been really good to just like keep separating i'm getting my information from me not from him um getting my self-esteem from me not from him you know really just keep separating separating which i needed to do more than i realized now if i i was just going to say if i had gotten that somehow information in a tarot card and i kept picking like I don't know, the king of pentacles, like representing a father, I'd be like, what's going to happen with my dad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where I would go. Like, is my dad going to call and yell at me? Um, but <laughs> instead, because it's popping up here, I'm just like, oh, this is an amazing opportunity for me to just keep getting more and more clear about my relationship with my dad. Yeah. Um, and also family contracts in general. Um, and I was so... My, um, I guess not advice, but, um, what do I want to say, Tess? My words are leaving me the, um, direction, I guess I, or opportunity, practice, practice, offer, you can practice this, is disconnecting from the family contract and the contract with your father and more connecting to your own information. You, you can take a, energy cord from your seventh chakra and just imagine an energy contract which I guess I should explain that whenever you are in a relationship with anybody um, automatically you have a contract on the invisible plane of it's an energy contract and it has the rules of the relationship the boundaries or lack thereof and just all the information about the relationship so um, I have seen a lot of people, including myself, connecting a cord from their seventh to the fam- old, old information about the family and how the family works and how you work within it mm-hmm. and also from father. So taking that cord, just imagining in meditation, taking that cord off of that contract and putting it up to a new contract you can make with yourself in present time or with source um, and connecting that and just kind of bringing that information in is a kind of a quick thing you can do. Um, and also just reminding yourself if you have feelings coming up, just saying, hmm, is that my information or my dad's or my family's? How do yeah. I feel about that? Is that my information? Is this my energy or theirs? Just a little quick check-in. Yeah, so this really helped me so much Mm. when you helped me with this and my family contract. So, And I think that's actually – like I was seeing how I feel like I can see the other side of like the freedom of not feeling so – like taking my body image so seriously Mm. and feeling so afraid of sugar and so afraid of being a bad person by eating the wrong thing, you know, that I can see because you helped me see my family contract Mm. with that. That like, oh, that's – I don't need to keep on buying in. That doesn't even make sense to yeah. me. Like I wouldn't have chosen that. that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So to step into my own, to create my own way of looking at that. Yes. Yes. Your own information, your own highest information. Again, what you were kind of saying, you didn't even know it was there. Yeah. For the other – it's like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't even realize I was getting that information from them or – and it's so clear now. Like I yeah. can't even – I don't know how much further back than my grandparents it goes, but I can certainly see it. <laughs> like my grandpa was on slim fast. Oh, my gosh. Till, like, like, till the end of his life, Ugh. he was very thin. He oh was a thin man. Oh, my gosh. That's I know. Poor grandpa. Yeah. 
I know. <laughs> he could have enjoyed some nice food. But like there he and my grandma were they were there's so many glamorous pictures of oh them. Like my in the, gosh. they were like that was really important. into glamour. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Glamour can feel really important. I mean our culture, that's another thing I'm exploring, is just like how our culture is so invested in celebrity and glamour yeah. and how things yeah. look and how important that can feel and yeah. And it's a story. It's just a story. Yeah, that's all it is. And when you yeah. disconnect from it, it's like, wow. Um, you, it just gives you a lot of freedom. Yeah. Um, and even though I kind of knew from my dad that I was getting, um, I don't know, that I didn't feel that, that I was not feeling great self-esteem wise around him, just Remembering to ask myself, this week gave me the opportunity to remember to ask myself the question like, oh, is that how I feel about me or is that my dad's information? And then just that question can really just give you a lot of freedom mm, or anybody yeah. in your life if you're feeling that way around them. Yeah. Yeah. All nice. right. Well, that was the energy report. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you for that affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for your segment. Yeah, now it's time for Practical Magic. And Practical Magic is when I offer some practical tips for working with the unique magical energies of this week. So this week we have the moon is going to be in Libra for a lot of the week. Mm-hmm. And Libra is a sign of balance and it's ruled by Venus. And so this is a great time to shift your uh, stories about your own physical beauty into more empowering mm-hmm. stories and to bless your self-care practices, mm-hmm. your the ways that you take care of your physical body, to remember that your body actually really is an altar or a temple. So if you think of a temple, the concept of a temple or an altar, it's a place where form meets spirit. It's a place in the Mm. physical world where you call in the divine and the eternal. And that's what your body is. You are a physical manifestation of the divine, of the eternal. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So to take care of your body, like knowing that, knowing that you're already perfect Mm -hmm. exactly as you are, your appearance is exactly perfect. And then from that place, taking care of your body in any way that feels sacred to you. So Mm -hmm. taking a bath, adorning your physical body with the colors, the textures, Mm. um, crystals, you know, any kind of way that you want to take care of your body in this loving mm-hmm. way. I love that. And when does the moon go in Libra? It goes, uh, I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. But I mean, it's in Virgo now. And okay. Virgo also is, it's an earth sign. It uh-huh. really has a lot to do with your physical body. It's just that this week, it feels like any time during the week that you want to okay. tap into this. And uh Practically, some things that can help you would be jasmine, essential oil oh, of yeah. jasmine. I love you that. Can, yeah, you can anoint your belly with it. You can anoint your heart, hmm. your third eye, your throat. And why jasmine? That feels right. So jasmine is a really sensual scent. It's um, oh, okay. It helps us to connect with our own beauty, to oh. feel comfortable in our physical body and mm-hmm. to just feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and my moon is in Libra. So do you think, is that more powerful for me? Like when the moon goes uh, into yeah. your sign that uh-huh. your moon is, you know what I'm saying? Your moon well, when, when the moon is in either the sign of your sun or your moon, it is, it, there's a resonance there. Okay. So, yeah. And I always thought of moon and Libra as like, like you said, Libra's balance, but I guess would that, exp- we talked before about how I'm really into skincare. Like I love it. I love, it makes me feel really nurtured. Do people with moons and Libra, are they beauty focused? Yeah. You'll find, uh, like, when I did feng shui, I noticed a lot of um, trends. So if mm, someone was a Libra, in they would often have white sheets. Oh, they would yeah. often have a home that felt very light and fresh. Interesting. And yeah, there's a certain aesthetic that goes with Libra that is... Interesting. Um, Even the moon in Libra? 
I would assume. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I didn't usually ask people there. Oh, I might have, but not everyone knows their moon signs. So right. That's usually true. I would just kind of, like with pretty much everyone I meet in any situation, I ask what their sign is. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> <laughs> We're both from California. But, um, well, it's funny. People often say how much they love the energy of our home. But we do have one billion animals, so I don't know if the smell – I mean, we try – it's Brett's greatest fear that people feel like it smells like animals. Um, it's, you know, a nice size home, so I don't – I feel like it doesn't, but that might be a controversial opinion. But anyway, I do think people – like, there is a feeling of in the home that's yeah, nice. Yeah, of the lightness. The yeah, animals. lightness. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I think of Libras too, I think of birds. They yeah. they remind me. They're, the Libra energy reminds me of like a dove. That's funny you say that because I we have these hanging potted plants, you know, on our porch, which I just put out, and I always forget to water these poor things. But anyway, I took one down, and this thing flew out at me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought it was a large moth, and then I looked in, and there are these four little bird eggs in there. There's a oh. little nest in the bottom. Oh. Plant. So I put it back up. And then she came back. Thank goodness. I didn't realize. I had left it out for the rain to rain on it, but it didn't rain. I thought that would be an easier way to get water into that plant. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty high up. It's hard to reach, you know. Mm. Anyway, um, so is that our practical magic then? Um, Just a little bit more info. So the – Jasmine essential oil is oh, pretty yeah. expensive, so you might want to. There's a brand I like called Now that comes. You can get it already diluted with jojoba, which you might as well do because you don't need it at full strength. Yeah. So you might look into getting it diluted, and then that will be easier on your skin too if you want to anoint yourself. It's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Do be careful though anytime with essential oils if you're anointing your skin because mm-hmm. if you have sensitive skin, you mm-hmm. might want to just diffuse it in your space, mm-hmm. put some on your pillow or on your clothes, mm-hmm. like some way that it doesn't go directly on your skin if you're worried yeah. about your skin getting irritated. I like to put – I put jasmine on our dryer balls, our wool oh, dryer yeah. balls, and then I, yeah, put in the dryer. See, there's an idea. Yeah. And you could put it in your bath water also. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and one other thing, the um, herb witch hazel. Oh, yeah. You can get a pinch of the dried leaves mm-hmm. and place them, draw bath and scatter the leaves on top of your bath and soak to help uh, align with – to help bring out your feeling of beauty. I love that. Well, this is great. Uh, It's really great to um, associate beauty with like appreciating and yourself as a temple as opposed to changing it, which is a lot of the message that we get, especially as women, about beauty products. Like, yeah. Yeah. In our capitalist society, yes. of course, it's like, oh, this this is a problem you have to fix right. with our product where <laughs> if you can instead remember, because we have, that's what we need to do as light workers, as mm. magical people. We are the ones that need to change consciousness. We can't, ju- we can be aware mm. of the media messages and then separate Disconnect from the med- from the social contract. Yes, also. the cultural um, contract the cultural around contract. beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and instead decide that we are beautiful at every age. We're beautiful at every weight. We're beautiful in all the fluctuations and every moment. And when we take care of ourselves, it's not to fix ourselves, yes. to transform ourselves into something else. Yes. It's to honor who we are and yes. how we look now. And appreciate it and value it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for that great segment. I have so much My judgment. Pleasure. So I really like that. Um, so shall we pick our card for the week for people? Yes. Let's do our housekeeping first. Oh, our, okay. Um, great. Reminder yes. to if you could rate and review us oh, on please. iTunes, we would really appreciate yes. it. Yes. And we're so grateful, so grateful to everybody else who already has um were we gonna do a little special thing with that or are we waiting for that yeah maybe let's wait on that i feel like we need a little more planning okay okay (laughs) well next week and anybody it will include anybody who has already rated and reviewed um we might do a little raffle thingy yeah we want to get a little raffle going yeah but um thank you so much and we really appreciate it. it helps us get uh noticed right like so more people can find us 
Yeah, as we're just getting started, it really helps. Yeah, and we just like to read all the fun feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do that on iTunes. Oh, we also do get a bunch of nice, really nice comments on Podbean, but um, it and it matters in our hearts, but it doesn't <laughs> matter as far as making us more visible to other people. But we appreciate every comment. We do. Um, and then where can people find you, Natasha, and get an amazing energy reading oh, from you? thank you. And healing. And healing. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's an energy reading where she taps in and then she does this healing. It's just amazing. Oh. And it's distance healing. But it feels <laughs> like you're, you know, getting a Reiki treatment. Ah, oh, thanks. Um, so, yeah, and the healing, yeah, I can do stuff like disconnect you from those contracts and stuff like that. Um, she just filled me with all these different colors of light. Yeah. It was just, it was awesome. Ah, thank you, Tess. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, it's true. I appreciate it. You can find me at highestlighthealing.com, basically everywhere on Instagram, on Gmail, on my website. And you can sign up for my newsletter on there. It comes out like once a month. Sometimes I do it twice, but usually just once a month. And it's really great. It's got a Thanks. lot of great info, and it's also often very funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All righty. And where can we find you? At TessWhitehurst.com mm-hmm. and on Instagram at Tess4444. And you can also find Magic Monday Podcast on oh, yeah. Instagram, Magic Monday Podcast. At Magic Monday Podcast is our Instagram handle. Yeah. And you can find the show notes at TessWhitehurst.com and then click on Magic Monday Podcast. It's front and center. Yeah. And Tess has an amazing thing called the Good Vibe Tribe, which is truly just like a dream for people who love this magical work. Like she does a once a week what do you do? A webcast for you? Yeah, live web chat. I it's mean, an interactive. It's fun. On. We do a meditation, a ritual, yes. and then I answer questions. It's so great. Really and also, fun. you get access to a bunch of different classes on there when you're part of that subscription, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. fourteen online workshops that Come are on. self-paced. They have video classes and PDF worksheets, and amazing. It's, it's a good deal. It's a great yeah. deal, and you can try it for um, a month. For free. Yeah. So learn about that at TessWhitehurst.com and then you can click on the Good Vibe Tribe, which is also really visible. Yeah. Thanks for that, Natasha. Well, please. It's a real gift. Um, Okay. So now we did our housekeeping, right? Yes. And well, we didn't thank our producer yet. So oh, thank you like to producer to Brett, also, aka my husband. He's <laughs> amazing. And he, he works hard doing this and I appreciate it. We we appreciate it. We do. He does so many things. Fixes cars, sews clothes, and has a full-time job. That's amazing. <laughs> and takes helps take care of our two children. And is our producer. And is our producer. So thank you, Brett. All righty. So now we go to the segment of where we um, – we haven't named this segment it's yeah. It's we should maybe. Yeah. It's where we pick a card. <laughs> Readings yeah, for the week. We, we won't maybe name it right now because we're on the spot. No, but not right n- maybe moment. next time. I mean, I am an it. improviser, but I, I was never good with names. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first? Okay, sure. Okay. So I'm using the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle by Colette Baron Reed. And it's funny because we did this yesterday, so we'll see what card we get today. If it's a different card. Oh, today we got the bee. Hmm. It's another one of the animals from the, or- the Avalon Oracle. Okay. Um, the bee is luck, industriousness, and sweet victory. Well, I like that. Yeah. Maybe so. maybe the universe was like, you know what? Hold off on that other reading. We want to give real something real prosperous to the people this week. The, yeah, yesterday it was, I got the cow, mm-hmm. which was nourishment. That's true. Yeah, and, and maybe that was for 
like you said, just for us. Cards were for us. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody so else gets got, that. <laughs> just kidding. So now we've got the bee. The message here, when the bee buzzes onto your path, it's a reminder that with hard work and a firm commitment to building your dream, a sweet outcome is assured. The bee is a symbol of luck, so expect miracles and your life will be victorious and sweet. Remember that you also create your own luck. That is, effort is essential as you prog. Pro- Progress along your path in order to make your dreams a reality. The bee is an industrious, busy creature that's always making honey. The bee gets busy and that honey will soon be yours. The bee is a very fortunate omen. Well, I like that. Yeah, so we're going to work hard this week with joy. And it is the time, I mean, this is the time when as we're getting closer to the summer solstice, you know, it's the traditionally the time when we feel the most active. I mean, if we're in the northern hemisphere, mm-hmm. those in the southern hemisphere, you also may be working hard, but not with the summer solstice vibe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so to really like feel the expansion of the light, yeah. to bring joy and um, excitement mm-hmm. to our to passion to our dreams by making them happen, and to remember also that. We really are magical. It's always a good thing to remember when you start to feel challenged in any way to transform it or to open up to the lesson and the blessing and to remember that you really can create the conditions that you desire. Yes. And in fact, I was just listening to this really great interview with Elizabeth Gilbert. She has this new book out and I will say this. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, she does. I, I really like it. It's a novel. Oh, okay. Um, and she was talking – and she has already talked about this in Big Magic, which is such a great book. Um, I love that book. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. And she's on a bunch of podcasts right now. But she was talking about how creativity is a relationship with – is a relationship of its own. I'm not going to say this so well, but I will just – like she was saying that we all have hidden jewels inside us. And it's up to us to decide if we're going to bring them – to light or not and that when we don't when we're not creative and by that she even means just like cooking or doing any little creative thing not like necessarily writing a novel when we don't do that we get depressed because Mm -hmm. we're not really living our true nature our true we're Mm -hmm. suppressing it so it's like that we are magical we have these jewels inside us Mm -hmm. and we can bring them out anytime i mean we're that that's our true nature yeah. Yeah. I agree with that so much. I feel like stuck energy, like when there's an artist who isn't expressing, yes. that can manifest in so many challenging ways, yes. mental health wise. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes feel because I'm also a writer and a lot of times it's like, oh, well, why bother? Like what's going to even come of it? Because I have so many things I've written that sub- haven't like quote unquote gone anywhere but really it's just the expression that's important even if Mm -hmm. nobody sees it yeah that and she talks about that in big magic too yeah but yeah you're it's like the best book i love your i love natasha's um, my little pony episode so much (laughs) she (laughs) wrote this is one of we've talked about this before but it's one of my favorite shows and natasha has written episodes for it that are really good oh thank you well that really is a group effort i have to say even though it always has one person's name on it Mm. it's a group effort um okay so now i'm going to pick a card myself for everybody and for tess Okay. Ooh, electric eel spirit. Boy, we're really in line. Bring your ideas to life. That's so interesting because yesterday you picked snake. So electric oh, yeah. eel is kind of parallel. Oh, yeah. They're <laughs> kind so of the bee. It's like the snake. Right? Yes. Because milk and honey, you know, it was the cow oh, and the bee, yeah. milk and honey, and now you've got the eel and the snake. So we've got more dimension. Oh, my gosh. These. Yes, because the eel is like the snake of the sea. Did I say right. that out loud? Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Seemingly out of nowhere, the jolt of electric eel spirit appears to awaken you to a big idea that you are meant to explore. Epiphanies and aha moments are gifted to you right now. So celebrate. I like also how the bee had said, expect miracles. It's, yeah. Yeah. Your life has the potential for profound transformation. Inspiration arises in you, electrifying you so that you can't wait to get started bringing your idea to life. The revelations you experience now are meant to set you 
on a new path. So don't be afraid to act, explore, examine, and do not fear the changes that may come for spirit wants to shower you with the love, success, and abundance that you hope to experience. Now's a thrilling time of epiphanies, inspired ideas, and innovation. This is a wondrous sign for you today. My gosh, good vibes this week. Wow. I mean, (laughs) that's why we were meant to redo it so we could send out the extra good vibes. Yeah. Well, all right. I hope everybody has a wonderful week and experiences the eel and the bee. And yeah, thank you. Did you want to say anything else? <laughs> no, like, oh, okay. I don't think so. Thank you guys so yeah, much thank for you tuning for in. Listening. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. bye. She didn't tell me this. I I deduce that she's a metal pig.